0: and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'm your GM. Thank you for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. It feels weird to say, but this is the beginning of the end, folks. This audio is the last session we had for this season of Imprinted Echoes, which means that, including this one, there are only two episodes left before we wrap up. I'm not going to get super sentimental just yet. I'll leave that for next time. But I will say, thank you for listening along with us. It's been a heck of a journey, and I love that you've been along for the ride. There is so much to do around the settlement. The now-bustling new inhabitants of Legam are getting things underway. And as always, everyone has something to see to. Companions are reunited, senses are soothed, and feelings are avoided. Join us as Nehemiah, Smolren, and Jory establish a new normal. We left off... Having just defeated a machine eater, the machine eater that had threatened BotBot bot and Jory previously.
1: Oh, that thing was dead the minute it did it. <laughs> you picked the wrong fight,
2: my dude. Don't touch my people and BotBots.
0: Protect BotBot. Bot.
2: Yeah. Protect BotBot bot at all costs. Protect Jory at most
0: costs. <laughs> <I was> gonna- <laughs>
1: Most, most of
3: costs Significantly most, of them. most. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh,
1: goodness. Fan favorite Jory, but player favorite Bop Bot. <laughs> anyway. Not
2: that I don't love you, Jory. Is
1: it gay? Oh, no. We are
2: well, going into this finale with an energy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whether, when are we not? When are we
2: not? Like, we've had a couple of sleepy mornings. We've had That's a couple true. of sleepy That's mornings, true. but we are almost always full of squirrels. True. Coffee and tea.
1: Yes.
0: I drank six cups of Earl Grey this morning.
2: Oh, Jesus. Zan, that is a lot of caffeine. Zanzibar.
1: It is not even 11 a.m. I woke up at 4.30. Okay. Oh, that's fair. (laughs) For why?
0: (laughs) Because I had to prep for this, and I have been running a show all week.
2: That's fair. 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 proud. This is valid.
0: (sighs) As you continue down, traveling through these different areas... You check out rooms and look through areas. For the most part, you were able to map out which places were very explicitly dangerous and are able to avoid those without too much problem. You do find a couple of interesting things along the way. You get a little bit of information here and there about, oh, this was so-and-so's office or this was the lab where we did this or remember this time when we took care of that thing and over there. And you get a little bit of history of the place as you go through. And eventually you make your way to this lab. This lab that was at least a mechanic station for these creatures, if not their birthplace. For the most part, in the party that you've had with you, Kythro has been the lead of everything. He's been the one that has kind of spoken for the group at different points and helped gather things together. He steps forward. Um, I know what this room is, and I think I understand from your description what it is that you're talking about. We call them Sauraks.
2: Alright. Um, what do we do?
0: I guess we see what state they're in.
2: Alright.
0: You all still have the master key, a little drive that allows you to open all of these up. Pop that in, and the door opens. And once again, you see the two that are still kind of in this stasis of some sort. And the one... E-225 pacing back and forth in front of a desk and immediately as all of you come in you are flooded with emotion you get this intense feeling first of aggression Mm -hmm. that feeling you get when someone scares you and kind of initiates your fight or flight and you choose fight that immediately sinks down Back into a sense of relief. It's been a while, but Nehemiah did promise to be back. And this thing seems to be relieved mm-hmm. that Nehemiah kept his word.
2: Nehemiah will kind of steal himself and take an a Hey there, buddy. How you doing?
0: And you get that sense of relief and thankfulness. Mm-hmm. Great. Grateful-ne- is great Gratefulness? Is that a word? Gratefulness. We're going to go with if yes. Yeah, yeah, I can word this morning. <laughs> Gratefulness. And it doesn't talk, but you do get these emotional impulses from it. And Jory, Smallren, you get that same kind of feeling to a lesser extent, but you still get that vague sense of relief.
2: All right, guys, uh, come on in.
0: And they all file in. And E-225 kind of looks so much as it can with its head that is pure energy. And it looks from person to person, almost kind of like going up to each one and trying to get an imprint of their feelings and who they are. Mm -hmm. And it searches each of the Ahnan that are with you. And you all immediately get a sense of defeat. It can't find who it's looking for.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Kythro kind of goes over and like circles around it Mm -hmm. and looks at the back of its neck and it looks there's like a plate on it. You said this was E-225? Mm-hmm. Give me a moment. All right. Goes over to the screen that is on the desk and starts looking something up. mm mm-hmm. yeah, I was right. Um, each of these was kind of paired with a particular person. hmm This was
2: Delamans. Oh.
0: And I assume that he came back with us, but I, in everything that's going on, haven't had a chance to check on where he ended up when he got back here. Gotcha. We can set these up to make sure that they are not going to get any worse than they already are. Mm-hmm. I don't think we are in danger of these becoming, what did you call it, grief steel?
2: Yes. When we go back topside, I'll see if I can hunt Dell down. All
0: right. In the meantime, I'll... Uh, let me see. And goes back over his computer and takes a lead and plugs it into that plate mm-hmm. at the back of E225, along with the other two that are sleeping. Types a couple of things in. And you all get the sense of renewed purpose that Kythro has given them some sort of directive for the moment to keep them busy. Could
3: I pet? I can't remember if I, if we can, you know, approach enough to... Yeah, you, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to affectionate.
0: <laughs> it It feels almost like... Skin stretched over metal. That's fine. That's probably exactly what it is. It does have, like, a little bit of fuzz to it. The kind of fuzz that, like... Elephant? um, (laughs) Yeah, like a sphinx cat. Like a very fine fuzz. Peach fuzz on top. Sounds delightful. (laughs) Regardless of the fact these things actually
2: look terrifying. They are, but... (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, it's... It's awful, but...
3: (laughs) Mm, I'm gonna nickname you Brutus... At
0: 225. They'll start patrolling the area a bit. They were companions, guard creatures, but because of their intense emotional capability as well, they also really bonded with a lot of people. So they're probably going to go around and find who they were originally bonded to, and if they can't find them, they might find someone new. Okay. There's a lot down here, isn't there? Oh, yes.
2: Everything you left.
0: I know. Plus more. Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to take a long time, I think, to actually go through all of this. We kept trying, but I don't think any of us actually expected to make it back.
2: I mean, that's kind of the thing of it, isn't it? You go after something for long enough, you stop realizing what you were chasing, let alone what you're going to do once you get it.
0: That's very true. We were so focused on, can we, we never really stopped to think about what happens when we do.
2: Whatever you want.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we learned a lot. (laughs) That's for sure. I think there's going to be some people that will have strong opinions about getting this back online. I think it's worth it taking the right precautions, but there are some in our group who might be very adamantly against that.
2: Well, we gotta get it online at least once. Right, right. There's no question. That's happening. After that, y'all can have that argument amongst yourselves.
0: Everyone else here, too. Mm. This is a home to more than just us.
2: True. Now. I guess I didn't realize how, what kind of effect this can have on the greater area. And that's got to be the other thing we got to think about.
0: Right. So, I think now that we're down here, we can carefully start reclaiming a lot of these areas. Seems like mostly vermin to get rid of. hmm And then, of course, shoring up defense capabilities to keep the larger stuff out. We'll start going through stuff down here. Don't feel like you need to stick around for any of this. If you'd like to, we can use the help, but um, we left you all with a lot of cleanup, and I think it's only fair... And thanks for getting us back here
1: that we start putting things back together.
2: All right, if you're sure. I'll head up and see if I can find Delamain.
1: Unless you feel that you need protection down here, perhaps we'll leave you to reacquaint yourselves.
0: I think we'll be okay for now. If we need anything, we'll find a way to get word to you. That sounds peachy. Utilizing the various maps that you have all made of this space, they start going down one of the hallways, checking rooms, and starting to piece things back together. You all go back topside. Before you have the chance to get very far, Brex comes up to you. Their visor, that normal kind of like violet hue, is bright teal blue.
2: Hey there, Brex. How you doing?
0: Big, strong, happy grab on each of your shoulders.
2: (laughs) Returned.
0: Takes a step back, and you see on their chest plate a little box that has a couple buttons mm-hmm. and they press one of them and a low whistling tone emits and you hear marching footsteps coming from around the corner. The three Orgolian soldiers. Oh. has oh. oh. <sighs> Spend a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is Brex their leader now? <sighs> And Brex then hands each one of you a small whistle (laughs) with a couple different tones on it Mm -hmm. and shows you the different tones that match the different notes on the whistle Mm -hmm. that can give basic commands to these soldiers via sound. Excellent.
1: Ooh, love that.
0: The soldiers also respond to vocal commands. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the one who was originally the leader of this little pack takes a step forward And says, You've You've returned. returned.
1: We have. We We have have been given given a a new directive. I'm glad to hear it. What is it? This This is our place place of living living now. Very good. And you are to protect, defend? If If that that is what we we are asked. asked, I have some people that I would like to introduce you to then. She's going to bring them over to Kythro. Mm -hmm. These are soldiers we found in our travels, but they were somewhat lost. Our Rufus was able to give them a new directive and I believe they may be of some use to you should you run into anything that you cannot handle on your own before you can get word to us.
0: Kythra actually kind of like backsteps a little bit from them. Yes, I recognize these. You're sure that they are under your control? Rufus does impeccable work. I've no reason not to trust that, then. These were around even when we were. Mm. Very old. Yes, all right.
1: Uh, Come with us, then. And Smallren's going to turn to them and say, As part of your directive, understand that these people are under your protection. Understood. Good. Should Should you need need anything anything
0: else,
2: else, let us know. We'll give you a whistle. And Brex
0: is just standing nodding. Mm-hmm. Brex. And the three soldiers snap to attention and then follow Kythra back down. The rest of the village has awoken and started to get things in order. There are houses to build and create within this space. There are people who are reacclimating. There are Things to take care of to make sure that everyone here can be here now. And everyone's kind of bustling around doing one thing or another. I know Nehemiah wants to look for Delaman.
1: I'll go with Nehemiah for now.
3: Hmm. <laughs> this is a tough decision. There's so many places
0: we could go and... Oh my. I will stay at the first tree for a minute. <laughs> you all walk in and there are some people eating food, talking, introducing themselves to each other just generally getting a feel for the new situation at hand Fahura is busy making food serving drinks and just glowing Mm -hmm. it has been a long time since she's had this many people and this much action to take care of
2: nehemiah momentarily palms the soldier whistle thinking that maybe he could get the soldiers to work helping her but seeing how happy she is he puts it right back
1: does she have her snails with her? Are the Surus? Of course. <laughs> are the are the Surus just kinda humming? Yeah. They create a nice little like
0: background vibe. It's like a real ambient Lo-fi, like lo- Lo-fi snail tunes. Lo-fi
1: snail tunes. Lo-fi snail tunes. yes. Good. Beautiful. Lo-fi snail tunes to
2: study too. <laughs>
0: oh. Lo-Fi snail tunes to city plan too.
2: Yes. <laughs> who's got their city planning lore ready to go.
1: <laughs> uh, I can call my dad right now.
0: <laughs> it's also just going to say that if any of the city planners in here, it's going to be rid.
1: <laughs> that is also true.
0: I do do that. <laughs> to be fair, though, Chase has some mad city planning skills there, too. Once or twice. <laughs> well, a couple times. A couple times.
2: A couple times.
0: Those of you looking for Deliman, he is not in the first tree. Mm -hmm. At least you think. You're not quite sure what he looks like, but you do know what he sounds like, and you do not
2: hear his voice here. Mm I think Nehemiah would go and, like, check right under the orb. Sure.
1: Smarrin's actually going to take the opportunity to ask a couple people, kind of move through the folks that are in the first tree and ask if anyone has, since presumably they know what Delaman looks like, ask if Mm -hmm. any of them have seen him.
0: Nehemiah, you head to the orb and start looking around. Rufus is there, very busily taking care of things with a renewed energy Uh uh, that you haven't seen in them in a while. Less so that tired look of, I have so many jobs to take care of, and more the excited, oh my gosh, there's so many new things to figure out. Uh Running little experiments, building things, flitting from table to table, bot bot, treading along after them, picking things up that they've dropped and Uh just having a good time about it. You don't immediately see anyone else here, Mm -hmm. but go ahead and roll me any sort of investigative perception, tracking, kind of anything that would involve looking for clues here in the moment.
2: I'm trying to perception. Let's do that. Cool. What's difficulty? Four. Okay. That is going to be a success with a 14.
0: Awesome. You hear mumbling around the corner from one of the buildings here. Mm -hmm. Can't make out the words. But you do hear a vaguely familiar voice.
2: Mm-hmm. As I'm going, I'll take my spear and just kind of tap on the building as I walk around. Hey, Dell. Hello. Hey, Dale
0: Voice. Recognize you help? Yes. And he doesn't come out. If, if you look around the corner, mm-hmm. there's like a crate of materials and stuff there that clearly someone is hiding behind, mm-hmm. but will not come out at this point.
2: Nehemiah will slowly, like, loud footsteps, like, walk around, very clearly trying to announce himself so he doesn't, like, sneak up on him.
0: Uh, mm, yeah, uh, don't... mm, Sound more... How? Touch. Physical? Oh, no. You go around and you see very purple, gray-skinned humanoid, kind of short- Cropped gray hair on either side of that bulbous crest. Mm hmm. Cowering in the corner behind the crate. Gotcha. So, so much. See. Bright light. Lost sound. Here. How?
2: Delamain, do you want to go to a place that's a little bit darker? A little bit quieter?
0: Yes. Okay. See much.
2: There's somebody down below that's looking for you.
0: Me? Look how? Who? Where?
2: E two two five, friend. Friend. Dark. 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 Darker. Uh, yes, good. Oh. So I'll I'll take him out and head back below.
0: Smallren, as you are asking around the first tree about Deliman, there are a couple people who are like I know I saw him. I know he's back with us, but he's been skittish. We're not sure where he's staying. Someone says, Yeah, I tried to approach him to see if I could help, and he ran away. Seemed to be really overwhelmed
1: by everything. He had a hard time. Even there, I can imagine coming back. Which direction did you last see him headed in? Towards that orb? Do you have a name for that? We mostly just call it the orb.
0: That works. (laughs)
1: Since Nehemiah was making big stomping footsteps, can I assume that I can find his footprints? Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm going to give my little Ogrim orb the task. All right. See these footprints? They make it fainter. It looks as though he was doing this on purpose but I would like you to help me follow them.
0: Very quickly, you feel that focus shift intensely to the ground and almost like one of those pathway guidance systems in a video game, you can almost <laughs> feel like where the footprints are going along the way. Excellent. I'm going to use a GM intrusion here. when you are watching the ore pick up on these things and you just kind of fall back into your natural way of moving around, silently. And you eventually see Delman and Nehemiah kind of like cut around a corner. And you also come up and cut around the corner and spook both of them. <laughs> Here's the GM intrusion.
1: Let's keep things spicy. Let's keep things interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I will take the XP and okay. I will give the other one to Nehemiah for being my buddy in this interaction, whatever it is. Sounds sure. good. So
0: what do you say when you walk up? Like, how, how do you approach
1: Actually, I don't think I'm unconscious of it. I do enjoy a good startling Nehemiah, Nehemiah moment. Yeah.
0: right. This is why I'm writing it here, because it happens frequently.
1: Which is perhaps not the best move when he's with someone who is so obviously a flight risk. <laughs> <laughs> but <sighs> yeah, so Sworen kind of ghosts up behind them she is conscious enough of it that she pops up kind of like on the opposite side of Nehemiah from the side Delamaine's on. But yeah, pops up next to him. Ah, you found him. Yeah.
0: Nehemiah spooks and Delamaine just goes, Ew! and bolts. <laughs> oh no, buddy. And just like starts running in between buildings, zigzagging around and eventually cuts around another corner and you lose sight of him. <sighs>
1: Sorry, Sorry, I wasn't thinking. I didn't (sighs) mean to. Okay. I had forgotten exactly how skittish he was.
2: Yeah, he's, I think, I'm going to get him down below, and I think he's going to stick around down there for a while. I think this is a lot for him. Sensory overload is, I think, kind of kicking in for him. I see. All right, let's go and track him down. Before we do, yeah.
1: perhaps we can ask for Hura and Rufus for some help. A set of dark glasses and maybe a large, very fluffy blanket of some kind.
2: Something with a little heft to it?
1: Something with a little
2: weight. I think that is going to be a great idea. I want to get him below ground first.
1: Why don't you go find him and I'll go speak to them about some supplies. Come back to yep. that.
0: Switch over to Jory. Jory, you stay back in the first tree. Mm. Once there
3: is an opening by uh, Fuhura, i can to walk <laughs> up and sit down and slap my hand on the counter and say, I'm thinking, salted benbane gelato. <laughs> okay.
0: Eh? Like, on the menu? Eh? I have a very small little chill box Mm. that Rufus helped me get together to Mm -hmm. keep some of the more perishable things, but I don't really have any way to actually make anything frozen on a large
3: scale. Well then, I know what my next stop is, and I will finish the Ben Bane I am drinking, and set down the cup, and I will
0: head to Rufus. You go to Rufus, who is flitting about excitedly. Well, you seem in a good mood. There is so much information. Everyone has all of these stories, and I have so many questions. My brain is about to explode with everything that I'm learning, and I, I just have all of this creative energy that I'm trying to pour into things, but I think I'm probably going to get tired before my brain stops. Yes, I can tell if that's a good or
3: bad thing, your brain being so full. I... I'm not sure either. Oh, good. If I'm being completely honest. Oh, good. Um, well, why don't I help you narrow your field of work, and would you like to work on something completely trivial to give your mind a break? It depends on how long it's going to take. I don't know. Fair. What is it? I will find something to slap and say, salted Benbane Bane gelato.
0: <laughs> you slam your hand down on the work table. For her the cook, not me. I know, but there needs
3: to be a machine of some kind. And that means I've hopped over to you.
0: Eh? You want a frozen treat machine. Yes. It's getting a bit warm out, don't you think? <laughs> it's always warm. We're in the plains. I know, but especially today. I'm going to have you roll persuasion. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Hold on. You are asking Rufus to shift focus. This is going to be a level four. That's a fail with a five. Um, Yes, with a five. I would be happy to do that, after I have figured out things like completely rectifying the universal translator, uh, figuring out the power source situation, and making sure that the infrastructure of this entire city is going to be able to withstand the influx of people. That all sounds very important. It really is. And it's important. Well, um... <laughs> That was just saying, remembering <laughs> a word, and just saying the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> and it's important.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So we've all agreed it's important. Yes. <laughs> There isn't only important things in the way that things are. There needs to be a bit of fun and, you know what, why don't I help you with something? Can I help you with something? That way we can
0: get to the gelato even faster. Actually, yes. And Rufus hands you like a stack of inscribed vellum paper. These are all words that have come back from the universal translator that Nehemiah helped me with that aren't translating well.
3: <laughs>
0: Sorry, go on. You speak the language. Can you translate them? I sure can, I think. Great. I will look at them. It's really no problem to translate most of them. Most of them are things that either are proper nouns or that end up just being the word the kind of the same way we're like oh the sahara desert just means desert desert similar situations to those where what we think of as a name is actually like just the description but there's also just some words that are a little more colloquial a little more slang contractions and things like that or tenses for things that aren't translating as well and you have to spend some time with this i will have you roll intellect level five to try and make the proper translation and again it's a language you know but translating even if you know the language is a hefty task
3: because there's colloquialisms and, and idioms probably can i use mm-hmm. history or would i not have a good enough
0: yeah you know the language but you don't necessarily know the history of these people and where these phrases come from right okay okay here goes nothing ah, i failed with a three This does not mean that you cannot do it in this scenario. It means that A, it takes you a long time, and B, some of them might be inaccurate. I'm being very literal with my translation. Yes. So some of these euphemisms are a little less... Euphemistic? (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, that.
3: (laughs) Don't cry over spilled... No, that one makes
0: sense. <laughs> it's a lot of that. A lot of that throughout the day of... Don't. Is this a literal phrase? Is this a idiom? I don't know. Well,
3: I've done what I can. Does this help? That is helpful, yes. Great. Got any more? More things to translate? More anything. I'm here to be of service and to get some chilled, creamy deliciousness in return, eventually.
0: I'm sure I have more things, but I don't know that they're necessarily within your skill set. Well... Rufisk is giving you that face of, there's stuff to do, but only I can do it. I mean, I, I, I have used a screwdriver before. <laughs> right, right. No, yes, I, I, I agree. I'm not saying that you're completely inept at anything. Actually, that didn't go very
3: well, now that I think about it.
1: I want to see Jory approach a workbench and without any prompting pick out the screwdriver.
3: Oh, I pick it out. I just I just hold it by the screwdriver and then try to hammer things in
0: with the handle. You're a delve. You know how to use tools to take things apart.
1: But this is funnier. Uh, (laughs) Do it for the bit.
3: To be fair, what's a screwdriver to me might not be the same thing for Rufus because there's a good chance that's a, a lot more intricately made. It's probably mechanical. Well, <coughs> if you do need me, I think I might draw some sketches of this machine so you have
0: something to go off of. You know what? Schematics sound great. Oh, like, right. that would be wonderful. That would <laughs> be very
3: helpful. I will do that. I'm going to go have a walk around. Okay. If you need me, just yell I'll my name let you know. really loud. I will.
0: I, yep. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Toodles. And Rufus immediately gets back to focusing on what they had in front of them. Nehemiah, you go to try and find Delaman. How would you like to approach this?
2: I'm going to just kind of call out for him. But because I'm doing that, I'm going to spend for a point of effort there. Mm -hmm. But because this is a social interaction, I actually get two points of effort for that. And I am trained because of poetic license. So Mm -hmm. that's going to take that down to a one.
0: Yeah, level one, roll a
1: three.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I rolled the two. Oh! Because it's me. Because, because, because.
1: Roll 20 hates you. Roll 20. Yeah. Just, oh man, just getting it in there one last yep. time.
2: Yep. <laughs> hey, it wouldn't be an episode of Imprinted Echoes if <laughs> our fifth cast member, my incredibly bad roll 20 rolls, uh, showed up.
1: Yep. <sighs>
0: wow. You are. Calling out for him mm-hmm. what are some of the things you call out?
2: Come on Dell where where did you go? How are you so good at hot you have not been in physical space for so long. And I think this the problem is that he is just getting so frustrated that he can't find him that he will call out and then spend the next like two minutes muttering under his breath rather than continuing to call out.
0: You hear him like moving around every once in a while and you're able to kind of redirect and like follow that sound. But you are not particularly great at getting him to actually show himself and follow you and come interact. Sure. Would you like to try anything else in this moment?
2: I have in my oddities a whistle that makes lights appear when it is played. Mm -hmm. I would like to play this whistle and hope that the synesthetic quality of like the lights going along with the music is something that Delamain will understand because he gets sound he likes sound, he likes the sounds to make sense with what is going on. This seems like something that wouldn't necessarily be sensory overload like everything else in the world is right now.
0: As you're walking along instead of calling out you pull out this little whistle and start playing along. Mm-hmm and these little orbed lights kind of start floating in your area, different colors based on whatever notes you might be playing and as you walk by one of the buildings kind of like peeking out from inside a window, you see Deliman kind of look at the lights and then listen and then you hear the door creak open mm-hmm. and his head poke out
2: I'll finish the bar that I'm on mm-hmm. I'll put it away sorry about that buddy Smalrin likes to spook me.
0: So quiet, then so loud.
2: Yes, that's a really good way to put her. Let's get you down below. You'll remember some stuff down there, I think. Down to the lab.
0: Yes, yes, lab. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Smallrin, you go to find dark glasses and a fuzzy blanket. (laughs) Who do you go to for what?
1: I'm assuming that Rufus with their penchant for all the building and everything has like welding goggles. So I'm going to go there first to see if they have perhaps a set they can spare. I'm assuming they might be using one, but...
0: You step in and you also see just this blur of Rufus running around doing things very excitedly. And Jory kind of tucked away at the corner of the workbench going over these papers and, and muttering to herself about... Expressions and translations and things don't like that. Count your
3: anemes before. <sighs> no.
0: Don't put the cart before the
3: anine. No. Why would you even do that to begin with? I think that might be the point. I so but it would be crushed. I don't
0: Oh it would be crushed. I get it. <laughs> and Jory like kind of like goes back and starts writing down notes. And Rufus comes up next to you. Do you have a request for me too?
1: Hopefully a very simple one. Do you have some sort of dark glasses or goggles that I could borrow?
0: It depends on what they're being used for.
1: Simply to block out light for someone a little overwhelmed by physicality.
0: Yes, yes, yes. If they, if they aren't going to be altered or destroyed in any way, you are welcome to borrow them. But I do request that I get them returned in the same state in which they were given. I will do my best. Wonderful, and kind of like pulls out a drawer and hands you a big honking pair of goggles, like not like the little round yeah, kind, but like the, the big like boys—the kind you had in like chemistry the class. That kind of in like wrap school. around,
1: and they like yeah, yeah, <laughs> excellent.
0: It's my spare pair, but I often lose my main pair a little bit too often, so I will need these eventually.
1: I promise that I will bring them back.
0: Thank you. Um, And if you don't mind, I have work to return to. Of course. And they get back to tinkering with something.
1: Oh, I love it. I also am picturing Rufus looking around for their main pair, which are, in fact, on their head.
0: On their head? Yes. Pretty consistently. (laughs) And then blanket time.
1: Blanket time, I'm going to head straight to Farhura. That sounds like, at the very least, if she doesn't have it, she knows where to find one. But also, I picture Farhura being the person who has, like, a cedar closet full of fluffy blankets, just waiting for someone to ask for one.
0: You go into the first tree, and Fahura is also very busy. Not in a tizzy like Rufus is, uh, but very consistently focused on making sure everyone is getting what they need. What can I get for
1: you, Smolren? I was wondering... Do you have a large, soft blanket, perhaps with a little weight to it? We have a returnee who is having a little trouble with the transition.
0: I don't necessarily have anything with any heft to it, uh, but I do have a couple of really soft comforters that are in the closet down the way. You're welcome to any of them, but if you want them to be uh, weighted down in any way, it might be something you have to do yourself. I can
1: make that happen.
0: You go to the closet and there are indeed a couple of really soft blankets there. Not like what we would consider like plush or microfleece or anything like that, but like it's a fur of some sort. Like some sort of animal fur, but if you imagine like just the fluffiest fur, the
1: fluffiest fur, ever. fur. So, so fluffy. <laughs> Smallren realizes that these are nice blankets, and also remembers that she said that she could weigh them down herself. She doesn't necessarily know how she would do that without possibly ruining them, and so she just takes like three of them. <laughs> Just figure the heft of multiple furs might just do the job.
0: You pick these up and thank Fahura on your way out.
1: Considering what happened last time, although I I am carrying three enormous furs, which are a little unwieldy, but Nehemiah had said that he was going to take Deliman down into the laboratory space, so I think Smallrun's just going to head there and wait for them kind of by that elevator.
0: Nehemiah, you head down the elevator. Mm-hmm. Once you get Deliman down into an area where it's not nearly as bright or loud, uh-huh. he does calm down quite a bit. Still a little skittish, but not on edge. Uh-huh. And you carefully lead him through the different hallways. The people who you left down here to start working on stuff see you walking with him and nod and smile or say hello. Uh-huh. And you get to the doorway. The other two, Sarek, have made their way elsewhere, but E-225 has remained as you approach, there is a wave of motion of when you want to hope for something, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to hope too hard Mm -hmm. for fear that it's not actually what you expected.
2: Cautious optimism?
0: Yes. That's the wave that you get from Mm E225. Delaman is a little confused at first. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Not that he doesn't recognize it, but it's just kind of like trying to remember things. And as the two... Approach each other, you then get a wave of just pure joy hmm. from E two to five as it recognizes, and it doesn't act like a you know a happy excited dog or anything like that. It just like very confidently strides forward mm-hmm. and sits down in front of Deliman. Deliman looks to you for a moment, friend. Yeah, friend.
2: From from before
0: before sound. Hmm. Before eels before before.
2: You don't got to worry about the eels anymore, man.
0: And Delaman kind of like kneels down and rather than petting it, Delaman just sticks his entire head into the energy orb that is the Sarx head. Oh. And there's a bright flash of light for a moment. But as your vision kind of returns after a moment and Delaman has taken a step back now Yes. Yes.
2: What was that?
0: Connection.
2: Okay. (laughs) Just gonna take your word on that, buddy.
0: He seems a bit more with it. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember more. Okay. Not everything, but more. Okay. Stories. Do you tell stories?
2: Whatever I can.
0: I would like stories. I would like history.
2: Well, I only know so much, but I'll tell you about everything I know since I got here. Yes. That. I guess the three of us will kind of take a walk around the lab and I'll just explain everything. Yeah. I will explain every previous episode of this show <laughs> <laughs> leading up to now. Round Perfect. about 70-ish episodes worth or so.
0: Just about. Yeah, you know. You walk around and see people working on things and a little bit of excavation, all that kind of stuff. I just talk and tell stories, and Deliman asks questions. Mm-hmm. And there's even a little bit of time where he fills in some of the gaps of information that you didn't have. Sure. It's broken. It's not complete, but there are some little bits of things that you learn along the way as well. Mm. And e two two five just happily plods along next to you. Mm-hmm. Jory. Yes.
1: I wish that we could show people the, the grin on Rin's face right now. The Rin-Grin. The
3: Rin-Grin. <laughs> that is what it's called.
0: <laughs> jo- Jory. Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <sighs> um, let's see. I am um, on my continued quest for Gelato. Um, <laughs> right. I had let Rufus be to continue their very important work because understandably so, Gelato is kind of low on the list. I mean, I think it's high, but that's because I'm in denial about anything serious that's ever taken place. You know, I haven't bothered Adriel yet. <laughs> Great. Kind of hitting up okay. the, the trifecta.
0: Roll me tracking or perception or investigation, anything that would allow you to find this. Okay. Get a level 5. Success
3: with a 14. I do have perception.
0: Perfect. It takes you a bit, but you eventually find Adriel standing on top of one of the now once again shifted wall sections on the outside edge of the town. See anything fun? It depends on what you consider fun, Jory, because I think you and I have very different definitions of that word. That's true. Uh, well, The breakdown, then. Anything
3: fun for you or anything fun for me? I'm sure that you would find many things fun. Very
0: right. What do you need? I'm trying to make gelato. (laughs) You get a look from Adriel that is the facial equivalent of what in the world are you talking
3: about? I'm just gauging general interest and I, you know what? I think maybe I got everything I was looking for from up here. So I'm going to back away now. It's nice to see you. Jory. Yes? You secretly love gelato, don't you?
0: I'm sure I would enjoy
3: such a thing.
0: (laughs) Success. That is not what I'm asking here. Okay, go on. I'm just going to point out Mm. that the only person who is able to deflect harder than me is you. I don't know what you mean i mean that the entire village is abuzz with taking care of things like finding housing and making sure that people are okay and dealing with their emotions at the moment and you're over here making ice cream and i might as well point
3: out that every single one of those things is made easier by gelato people aren't going to be as worried about their housing if they have gelato and plus, we're building it anyway, so we're set there. What was the second one? <laughs> now I've lost track. Was it something about spirits being up? Because I I feel like that's self-explanatory. That's just it helps. It just helps. And and you know sometimes people need a diversion. Nothing to like pull away in general, or completely distract so that they forget. But like you know what's you, you know what's nice and fun? Lotto jury.
0: Yes. I'm not the person to talk to about this. I think that would more be for Hora. But I'm going to say Mm. that if you don't deal with what it is you're feeling, eventually it will deal with you. I'm trying to, but Rufus can't build it
3: yet. (laughs) Yeah, okay, Okay. all right, yes, Uh, dealing with things. I'm going to hop down now. How did I get up here? Oh, you know it's harder than going up a really tall ladder. It's going down it. Uh, okay. Careful now. Okay, one foot. And two. And, okay. Alright, it was nice seeing you again. I'll let you know when it's ready. (sighs) Welcome
0: back, Jory. Thank you.
1: I just really appreciate that... (laughs) Rin's character is interacting with the NPC that Rin created, and that NPC is telling her, go to therapy!
3: (laughs) 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 I will carefully climb down and hit the ground and feel suddenly, uh, safe. Hmm... Who can I bother about this next? Okay, all right. Adriel got to me. What can I do that's actually more constructive? Now, don't doubt yourself. Gelato is constructive in its own beautiful, sugary way. But in the meantime, what can I do that's constructive? I will look around for the first thing I see that looks like it might need assistance. Somebody carrying groceries. (laughs) Somebody who can't get the door open. Uh, Somebody trying to hammer a nail in, but it keeps falling down and they keep hitting their
0: thumb. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gracious. You find some people who are putting up some temporary housing for right now, and you're able to help them get that situated. (sighs) Go ahead and roll me might level three as they ask you to help hold up some poles to act as a connection point for like a canopy they're putting up.
3: That's a fail with a three.
0: I'm going to let it ride. <laughs> you try to hold it up, and you're able to hold it up for a while, but eventually as they start adding the weight of that canopy, you just completely lose your grip on it and falls <laughs> and slams into the ground. Oh, I'm and sorry, I'm sorry. with it. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the two people kind of look at each other and look at you and say, uh, thank you for your help. I think we have it from here.
3: Okay, um, maybe I can find somebody tall to assist you better. How about that?
0: That sounds lovely, thank you. Okay, I guess I'm on a quest to find a tall person. As you continue on trying to find things to help out with, you are able to find things to help out with, but every time it's either you end up doing it a little bit wrong, or it's just not quite your specialty, or whatever it might be, and every time you try and find a distraction, it's just not working out.
3: No, it's not. Becoming... Continually more raw And, um, kind of struggling a bit Why
0: are my distractions not working? Eventually you come across Smolren Who is waiting by the elevator With some dark goggles And an armful of blankets That
1: is the
3: coziest you've ever looked, I think
1: I'll try not to take offence at that statement
3: Well, being cosy
1: It's not really a compliment in my line of work
3: You look so uncomfortable (laughs) How's that, that jive more? No, <sighs> that about sums up my day. Not
1: much help, am I? I mean, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. What's wrong? Without being cozy about it.
3: I don't know. I think um, sometimes things hurt a little too much, you know.
1: And Smarren's just gonna kind of look at her, and she's going to put down the three fur coverlets she's carrying, and put the dark glasses on top of them. Just kind of next to the elevator I think Nehemiah will find these when he comes back up and I also think you're in need of a debrief
0: thank you so much for listening to episode 72 of Imprinted Echoes really and truly thank you thank you for being such loyal and enthusiastic listeners next episode is the finale of season 1 which is surreal to say we will have some additional show-relevant, though not gameplay, content coming out after that before we start Season 2. So hopefully we can keep you entertained in the meantime. As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website, imprintedechoes.com. On that website, you'll find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note... I would love to thank Jeremy, Xander, and Carlin for their support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about the show. You can also find our hosts on Twitter, myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQLoudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And of course, our network, GhostLate Media, at GLMPods. Thank you once again for listening. And I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear the season one finale of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre.
1: This has been a Ghostlight Media production.